Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Good listeners, episode 74 about to happen. Um, today we have on board a different guest. I'm trying to get a little bit of everyone in every every type of niche um, to come on the podcast. And today I got a UFC fighter on, so I'm super stoked to have Jake on board. He's 26 years of age, current welterweight UFC fighter out of Melbourne, Australia. Um, and he's got a pretty cool story to tell. So welcome on board, Jake. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. How's everything down there? You're in um, quarantine, aren't you? Yeah, in quarantine for the for the second time now. Had to do it last fight and this and this fight. So I mean, it's all part of it. We're gonna go and do our work. So and uh, unfortunately, the quarantine's gonna be around for a while. That's great. So you've done it twice now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the last fight I had in Abu Dhabi, and now this fight. Fuck. So what do you do, man? You just sit in your room. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like the last, the last uh, quarantine, we had like a self-service room, so we could, you know, we had a kitchen, could cook for ourselves. It was, uh, wasn't too bad. Uh, this, this room's like a full-on hotel room. There's no kitchen. They got to bring up like catered food every day, or either, or we order Uber Eats. And yeah. apart from that, it's just trying to stay busy. Just yeah, you know, having a stretch, a little workout, watching Netflix. That's about it. So they, um, so they do all your food for you. Can do, but it's you know, half the time it's pretty average. So we end up uh, ordering Uber Eats. What have you mainly been getting? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what they sent this morning for breakfast. It was some sort of mushroom slop. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, I, I love v- Vietnamese food. I've ordered a few, uh, you know, a few, few of those dishes. Yeah, um, I've, I've been eating pretty clean for pretty much most of this year. So I'm trying to stick to that, even even in quarantine. It's a little bit hard, but uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? How how do you do a workout? Like, what would your workout consist of in the in the hotel room? Uh, not much. I've got a few resistance bands, so you know, I'll do a couple of workouts with them. Um, I ordered some push up handles. Oh yeah. So it's pretty much push ups, body weight. You know, a lot. Of, I do a lot of core while I'm in um in quarantine, especially these uh, hotel beds. You know, they give me a bit of a sore back, so I keep my core workouts up. Then uh, I don't get a sore back. So. It's sort of the incentive to do that. Yeah, awesome. Oh, well, hopefully it goes quick. And um, yeah, I'd fucking hate to be in quarantine. <laughs> um, Not fun. Anyway, um, well, right, well, let's get started, man. How did you start out? Well, how did you start out fighting and what led you to get into the UFC? Uh, so I, I had my first fight when I was 16. Started training when I was 15. Um, so I was only training for about maybe three months. And then my my coach at the time uh, asked me if I wanted to have an amateur fight. And at, at that time, I still wanted to play Australian rules football. Still wanted to play for for the Mighty Hawks down here in Melbourne. Um, yeah. And I was just I was just doing I was just doing martial arts just for a bit of fitness during the off season. So anyway, the coach asked me if I wanted to have a, my first amateur fight, and there's about two or three days notice. So we go to the we go to the venue, 
Um, I don't know who my opponent is. Uh, don't know, you know, different weights. Uh, it's in a boxing ring, you know, just real early days of, of MMA. Uh, and then myself and my old man, who's who was in my corner, uh, we heard we heard these massive loud bangs like gunshots going off. So we pop our head out, and it's my opponent who's like a twenty four year old kicking the kicking the tie pads that hard. It was just the loudest really? loudest sound I've ever heard. Yeah, like big strong kicks. And my old man goes, "Oh, look, maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't fight. We'll just we'll just call it." I said, "No, no, no, bullshit. We're here now. We're gonna fight." So we jumped in, um, and it was a good fight, man. It was, we got a we got a bit of a taste of everything, you know. We the first round we we stood up. We, you know, we banged it out. We there was wrestling, takedowns, you know, a bit of jiu-jitsu on the ground. So we got a bit of a taste of everything. Second round, the guy walks out, bit cocky with his hands down, and I just kicked him in the head and knocked him out cold. And um, and yeah, I think the way that fight went was just everything about that fight just made me want to pursue a career. You know, if I'd have lost that fight, who knows? We probably wouldn't have you know Jake Matthews fighting in the UFC at the moment. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, just the way that whole night went, and then on the way home, me and my old man are eating eating a Zinger burger in the car and I just said, oh, this is this is what I want to do for a living. So, uh, and since that day, just kept fighting and I uh, made a career out of it. That's an epic story, man. You've taken us already <laughs> and, you know, you've got so far to go in my opinion. So, who knows, you know, how far you take it really? Well, that's the goal is just, you know, if, if you're not reaching for the, especially in this sport, if you're not aiming for the top, then, there's not really a point in taking all that punishment on your body. So if you're not aiming to be a champion, being in that top five, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, there's media um, with anything when you get well-known, you know, blue tick, well-known, TV, et cetera. Um, do you get a lot of media uh, with what you do with the UFC? If so, is it hard to deal with? Yeah, there's quite a bit of media, especially around fight week and leading up to a fight. We uh, We get, you know, kind of bombarded you have to probably put around you know there's a few times we'll have to sit around for you know two three hours just doing phone interviews and then during fight week you got to go sit in front of the cameras and you know while you're um you're normally at a fight camp i don't mind doing it but during a fight week you know you're cutting weight you know i've got to cut sometimes i got to cut you know, i'm cutting down from you know cutting about 15 kilos and then during fight week i'm you know hungry dehydrated you know tired and the last thing you want to do is go into interviews so during fight week, it's a bit of a burden, but uh, but when we're in the entertainment business and it's part of it, so you just got to accept that that just comes with the job. Yeah, definitely. So you just kind of just flow with it, and you don't let any of it really affect you. Yeah, just just that robotic sort of automatic, you know, um, side of me comes on, and I've done I've done it that many times, thousands and thousands of interviews. That it's just it's just I sound like a broken record, and it's just all the same answers, yeah. um, you know, you have four different types of interviews, different tabloids, and they're all the same questions, and I just give the same answers. So yeah. uh, I just I just have that automatic switch comes on, and, you know, you got to put on a smile for the cameras and all that, but, um, but yeah, during fight week, it's, it's kind of rough. Yeah, absolutely. How cool, like, in, in my opinion, how cool do you feel, how cool must it be being, you know, one of probably 10 current UFC fighters in Australia? That's That's probably all there is right now. Um, and you're one of them, like, is that, do you take that on board or is it just like, do you not really think of it as a numbers thing? How do you feel about that? No, I've never thought of it like that. I mean, for me, this is all I've ever done. Uh, I've never had what I'd call like a normal job. Um, I've just fought my whole life. So for me, this, this is completely normal life. Um, I always knew 
you know, regardless of, of everyone that told me that it's impossible, I'll never do it. I should just should have just stayed at university and got a normal job. Um, in spite of all that, I always knew that I was going to make it to the UFC. And, um, you know, it was actually the people that told me it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, I pretty much did it just to prove them wrong. Um, and, I mean, it worked out. You know, I've made a good career. I've had 15 fights. Uh, well, yeah, probably one of the longest tenures of any Australian fighter. I've got the most wins out of any Australian-born fighter in UFC history. So, you know, going from a young kid getting told he'll he'll never be able to do it to to where I am now, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I, I definitely want to come watch a fight. Um, you know what I mean? I think it'd be awesome. So, do you know when your next one is, or there's no sign of it with all this COVID? Yeah, not in Australia. I, I don't think we'll get one in Australia this year. Um, if we do, awesome, and I'll you know, I'd love to be on that. Yeah. But um, with the COVID, I mean, they're pretty much limited to Las Vegas, Fight Island, you know, in Abu Dhabi. Um, that was awesome fighting in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Probably one of the best fight experiences I've had. You know, the whole hotel, all the staff. It's it's all just for the UFC fighters. So they look after you like your kings and queens. And um, yeah, it was it was a good experience. I'd love to go back there and fight as well. Yeah, definitely. So you can't, even if they scheduled up a fight in like LA in two months, you can't fly over because it's work-related? No, I, I can. I mean, my last one that I just had yeah. um, was was in Las Vegas. So the only thing is when I get back, I've got to do this two-week quarantine again. Oh, um, yeah. so, <laughs> so I'd like to be able to wait and not have to do a quarantine if I can avoid it. You know, I've got a little, I've got a little, I've got a daughter at home, um, you know, so I'd like to be home with her as much as I can. Um, but we'll, we'll see how we go. If the quarantines go, you know, for that much longer, I might have to do another fight, another quarantine. Yeah. I don't think it'll be going that much longer, man, but that's my opinion. So we'll see. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I want to ask you a little bit, like, obviously anyone at a, at a pro level um, is very strict with their regime. So I want to know, um, and I'm pretty sure it's the same with fighting when you're you're cutting weight for a fight. How strict does your diet get? Like, is it insane? Do you do you what do you how do you how do you structure your diet? Or yeah, just tell the audience a little bit how you actually structure your nutrition coming into a fight. So I've, I've you know I've got uh, coaching staff that do all that for me. I have uh, a meal you know prep company that that coordinates with my nutritionist, and they have all my meals ready for me. But at the same time, I still I like to make it enjoyable. I've never been that hardcore where I'm, you know, counting calories and, uh, you know, you have to enjoy the process as well. And I feel I'm one of those people, you know, I need, I need to, I need to get some enjoyment out of it. Or I'm just going to hate it and not want to do it. So, you know, I, um, I've eaten, I've eaten, I've eaten actually really clean for probably the last, past six months. So coming to this fight, cutting weight wasn't as bad. Yeah. Previously, especially fighting a lightweight. I mean, I used to cut like 16, 17 kilos um and that was like you know the last two three weeks of a fight camp would just be eating like salad with no dressing and just like absolutely killing myself so really to go from that yeah to go from that i mean that was obviously completely the wrong way to go about it no one should do that um i had some health issues cutting weight to lightweight i actually um passed out and went into convulsions one time and i uh, actually made myself quite sick so that's why i made the made the decision to go up to welterweight yeah, and bring these bring these guys on board that handle all the meal preps. So you know, I don't have to worry about you know counting calories and doing this and that. It's all done for me. Uh, the meals are awesome. I can just focus on training and spend that extra time, that spare time with you know 
with family or just doing something that I, I like. And it just, like I said, it makes the whole fight camp more enjoyable, um, which makes the fight week more enjoyable, which makes, you know, just enjoying your whole career and the fight itself, um, which is important. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I agree. Um, so when you said you had to cut 16 or so kilos when you're in the lighter division, um, what you were literally just towards the end, it was just salad. Like yeah, with or not really. Nah, just it was just, just like even just salads from the shopping center. Um, so you would never pre- had a protein sourcing because see, obviously, I do clients that train in the gym, um, and we always keep your protein rel- rel- relatively high to obviously hold on to any muscle during a dieting phase. Um, I'm just curious. So you, it's it's not you don't really care. You just want to lose everything, if that makes sense. It was just, yeah, I mean, fight week. Like, it was to the point where fight week, you know, I could barely get a training session out because I was just like a ragdoll. I was just really lethargic. Um, I look like I look like an AIDS victim. Um, it, sounds, it sounds bad, but I'll send you a photo after this and you'll see uh, how drawn I was. Um, and, you know, when I was 19, made my UFC debut, obviously I'm going to develop over the next few years and get bigger. So each each weight cut got harder and harder. Um and by the, my seventh fight in the UFC at lightweight, it was just, yeah, almost almost killed myself doing it. Um, and it was just a no-brainer that I had to go up to, uh, to, to welterweight. And it was just, just, you know, not being educated. You know, the UFC have brought in, um, you know, all the all resources for us now to learn about weight cutting, doing it properly, using science, which is good. Because, um, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, a few people outside the UFC have died trying to cut weight. Um, and that's obviously something you want to try, try and avoid. So... Yeah, we uh, you know, I made sure to do everything properly now. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So you literally just went up one um one weight division. Yeah, I mean, you with with MMA the weight divisions are pretty far apart. So I was fighting at seventy, and now I've gone up to seventy seven. So seven kilos is a big difference. I make the weight easy. Like you know, instead of cutting five six kilos in water weight, sweating it out, I do like one and a half two kilos now. So it's a huge huge difference. Yeah. Um, so would you, would you consider going up another weight class or are you just happy staying on the one you're at? Uh, you know, if the, if the time comes where I feel, you know, I'm, I'm big and strong enough to go up to the next weight class, I'd love to, you know, not many people get to fight at three different weight classes throughout their career. Um, yeah. that's definitely something I'd consider for the time being, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big welterweight by any means. I make the weight easily. Um, and the middleweights, you know, they're, they're big boys. There's some gorillas in there. So, yeah. uh, for the time. I'm good at welterweight. You know, we'll see how, you know, I'm still, I'm only 26, so my body's still going to develop even more as I grow. And we might, you know, we might have to go up another weight class. We'll see. Yeah. Um, obviously, oh, well, usually it comes with a lot of injuries in this type of sport. That's why a lot of people don't actually sustain a long um, lifespan of it and um, a career. Yeah. So have you faced your fair share of injuries? Um, if so, what were they? What were the worst? Uh, I haven't really suffered much in, in, in the fight. Um, you know, I've had a few, you know, split my eye a couple of times. Um, you know, little, little fractures maybe in my legs from throwing kicks or getting kicked. Uh, but the biggest one was I'd always, I always had a lack of flexibility and, um, I started rolling my ankles a lot in training, like, like chronic, chronic ankle rolling really bad. And I actually tore a lot of ligaments, did a lot of damage to my ankles so we did some rehab and fixed that. Um, and then once that was fixed, then my hips started to go. Yeah. So I actually, I actually fractured and had to fight with a fractured hip in one of my fights. 
um, torn labrums on both sides, uh, and then uh, just you know had no no glute activation. Um, just really struggled. Even just doing a squat, even squatting my body weight really struggled. So we went and figured out what the issue was, and I had a really severe uh, hip impingement, uh, FAI, I believe. Um, so yeah, got surgery on that. Uh, dual hip surgery so I was pretty much waddling around for, for a few months um, and it put me on the sidelines for a good 10 months I was told my rehab alone would be 16 months but you know I, I couldn't accept that and I was back fighting in 10 months so not only did I do my rehab and get back into normal training um, six months before I was supposed to just finish rehab so uh, that, was a, that was a big achievement came back put together a three-fight win streak uh, suffered a loss, had another three, five win streak. So, uh, and that was going up to welterweight as well. So coming out of that injury, uh, not even an injury, just the surgery, um, took a lot of, you know, sitting around on my ass for three, four months, obviously lost all my conditioning, had to get all that back. Uh, it's a real struggle. And I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of people could probably be defeated by that, but, you know, I knew I was still young. I still had a long, long, long career in this sport. And that just motivated me to, you know, just get back in the gym uh, and re- completely rebuild myself as a fighter uh, when I went up in a weight class. So, and then yeah, so I've had a pretty good run. You know, I'm six wins, two losses in my last eight, um, and that's, that's a pretty good run, especially at my age. You know, I've, I've still got years and years to go in this sport. So, we're just taking a fight by fight, and uh, yeah, see so how we go. Yeah, definitely. What's what's usually the life? Well, not lifespan. What what age do you see yourself retiring from the UFC? Oh, I could I could still fight for another ten years easily. Um, they just say you don't hit your prime until you until you're around thirty, early thirties. Um, and I've still got you know a good a good four four to six years before I'm even hitting my prime, yeah. supposedly. So and then I feel that you know I feel I still have a lot a lot more to learn. Um, you know, physically a lot more to mature. You know, some of these guys are you know a bit older than me. That you can tell they have that mature sort of strength. It's a different type of strength. So. You know, I'll, I'll still I'll still develop um, in that sense, and, and like I said, just get getting better, getting more mature mentally. You know, being more intelligent in the fights. Um, so I think I'm only you know I'm only 60 percent of what I can be uh, when I hit my prime, and then that's when you know I'm going to make a run for the top top five, even go for a world title. You know, I believe I can. I definitely believe I can do that. I have the potential to do that, um, and that's that's what we're going to aim for. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to set your you know your limits high and your goals because otherwise. You know, you'll just settle for average, in my opinion. So, it'll be good to see how you go, man. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, never, I've never been one to to everything I do. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it 120. Um, and I was always called, you know, when I was young, I was always called like a show off, or but it wasn't about showing off to me. It was about if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 100. Um, even if it's the smallest thing, like a school school sport, um, I'm not going to do things half-assed, you know. Uh, and especially in you know, our career in the UFC. Yeah. Have you um, had any horror stories or, yeah, just any weird stories or anything that's happened during the fan of the UFC? No, I've been, I've been relatively lucky, you know. I've, um, if anything, I've actually got, you know, good, good stories to tell. I've had a good, good long career. Um, the worst thing would be those, those hip surgeries. Um, you know, I had, had 10 months off. You know, everyone, you know, everyone, you know, then you – Everyone starts doubting, you know, you, you come back and if you're going to be right to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had, a, I've been pretty lucky. I've, got, I've, I've traveled the world, you know, I've, I've trained with John Jones. Um, I've been over in Jamaica partying with John Jones. 
Um, I've met all these other fighters that were my idols growing up. So I've, you know, I mean, touch wood, nothing, nothing will happen. But uh, I've been pretty lucky so far. Yeah. Have you? Um, who's the most famous UFC fighter you've met or you know hung with? Uh, I'd have to say between it, it'd be between George St Pierre and John Jones. Um, John, me and John Jones were like best mates when I was there. You know, he'd he'd come over and, and pick me up, and we'd go out have lunch. And you know, he bought some. He bought he um we were in Jamaica. We got scooters to to drive to ride around on. Yeah, and he and he loved he loved these scooters so. So one day there's a knock at the door. So I open the door and I'm on the 18. So I'm an 18 year old hanging out with all these UFC fighters, hanging out with John Jones in Jamaica and stuff. So it was just, it was just crazy time. But anyway, he knocks on the door, I open the door and John, John's there and he asked me if I can come out like a little kid. He asked me if I can come out to play pretty much. Um, <laughs> and there was, there was two scooters there and I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, how, how the fuck did you get two scooters here? And he, he never answered that question. I still don't know how two scooters were there. It was just him on his own. But anyway, so we jump on these scooters and we're just being menaces riding around Albuquerque uh, in New Mexico. We're just, we're just riding the footpaths, just tormenting people. Um, it, was, it was a good time, yeah. And you know, for, like I said, for an 18-year-old, it was, a, it was just a crazy, crazy time. Um, learned a lot as well. You know, we were training every day. And uh, between there and I was also in Chicago. Uh, I was in Chicago during winter. You know, we don't really get snow here in Australia. So in Chicago during winter, just blizzards. It was cold, snow everywhere. I'm wrestling with like, you know, college and high school wrestlers. Um, it was just, it was a really cool experience. So you actually, um, you train with him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I train, I was, I was a lot, I'm obviously a lot lighter than him, especially back then. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we, we all train in the same gym, same sessions together, you know, the, the sparring there. You know, you got upward of 10, 15 UFC fighters alone in the one gym training. Um, so in terms of that sort of level, it's just, it's unmatched. Um, you know, we're getting there in Australia now. We're getting more guys fighting the UFC, more high level guys, but it's, uh, it's still, it's still not even close to what America's like. It's uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And he was probably the toughest, um, person you've trained with or have you trained? Oh, absolutely. It, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a contest. You know, he's, he's a lot, he's not just, not just a lot bigger than me. He's just, you know, world, world's, world's better. Um, but, you know, there was still a lot of other, you know, like uh, Donald Cerrone, Cowboy, another guy, sparred him. I sparred Diego Sanchez. I also fought Diego Sanchez, but, you know, I was sparring Diego and Cowboy back when I was 18 years old. Um, a number of other UFC guys as well. So, for me, it was just, it, it, looking back now, it's just a complete blur. Um, I don't even know how I made it through training with those guys. But I guess it's just a testament to, like I said, I just want to, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. And I took every advantage there and just made sure I put my head down did all the training, um, soaked up as much information as I could because obviously I wasn't staying there forever. So, um, and when I came home, you know, I implemented that into my own training, uh, had a few more fights and then got the call up uh, to fight in the UFC myself. Yeah, that's crazy. Was your first fight nervous or? Nah, no, nah, it was just, I've, I've never, I've never suffered nerves in a fight. The only fight I've ever suffered nerves for was against Diego Sanchez. And that was just because, yeah, you know, he's an absolute legend, Hall of Famer, and it's just someone that you, you have to get his name on your record. You know, you can't, you don't want to lose to a guy like that. Um, every other fight, I'm I've always been known for being composed, even when I was like 17, 18, fighting you know 20, 30 year olds. I was always known for just being composed, even if I was in a bad position, you know, um, getting getting pounded on. I was just 
I was always in a, I was always in a calm mindset and I always thought my way out of, you know, out of the bad situations. Um, and yeah, the commentators always, always made mention of that. And, uh, and it's continued on, you know, I never get nervous going into a fight. I just, it's just a sense of, you know, there's a bit of anxiety before the fight. You just want to get in there. And as soon as I get in there and I feel the canvas, you know, I always, always been down and touch the canvas with my hand and it just, just makes me calm. And I just get into this mindset where I just feel, I feel at home in there. So and it's always been like that for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what you want it to be like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, a lot of people get in there and it's, yeah, even even after however many fights, it's still a foreign feeling and it's everything's just erratic and crazy. But for me, it, it actually slows down and uh, I see things a lot clearer. It's good. Yeah. Um, what is your what is your entrance song or does it change all the time? Uh, it's always changed. I'm, I'm trying to get the UFC to let me walk out to like uh, – Heavier and heavier metal. Um, you know, I'm slowly getting them there. They're like long gone are the old school UFC days where everyone was walking out to heavy metal. It's, it's. What do you um, mean? I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll request a song. You know, it might be a heavy, like a Parkway Drive song. You know, they're an Aussie band. Love to walk out to them, and I just it just gets knocked back for whatever reason. And it's always a heavy metal song. So I'm guessing it's got something to do with them being too heavy. But you know, I'm sl- I'm slowly getting there. Um, my last fight, I walked out to a day to remember. So, you know, they're a bit heavier. So one day I'm going to get them to let me walk out to Parkway Drive and it's in, a, in an Aussie event as well. And that'll be awesome. Oh, man. See, that's, that's really funny. I never knew that. So they actually can turn down a song. That's crazy. I've, the only songs I've ever turned down for me is, is heavy metal songs. And I'm, I'm guessing it's just, I don't know, if it's got to do with the, you know, the, uh, the networks that televise it, if it's got to do with... I don't know, them just not wanting to put it on. But, yeah, yeah, it's always been those songs that they've turned down. And I'm, I'm guessing it's for that reason that they're too heavy. But, I mean, we're there to fight. You know, what, what are we there to do? You know, we're not there to go out and, and dance around. We're there to fight. And you've got you to pump yourself up however you can. So, uh, so yeah, but we'll get there one day. Yeah, hopefully, man. If you could choose a one Parkway song, what would, you, what would your request be? Uh, in a big stadium, I'd have to pick uh, Wild Eyes. Yeah, I love that, man. I can train. If everyone knows that song and they sing along to it, that'll be crazy. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, man, that's that'll be good. Definitely love to come to a fight, man. So, what's um, what's the future goals for Jake now? Obviously, you want to keep rising above, but any goals that you've got in mind right now? Or... For me, it's it's always been fight by fight. I, you know, I've, I've never wanted. To- Talk, you know, talk trash and call people out. I just, I leave it up to the UFC matchmakers. They've always given me good, good fights. And um, you know, for me, a lot of people probably wonder why, you know, I'm not world champion yet. I've been in the UFC for seven years, fifteen fights. But you got people got to remember, I started when I was 19 years old. Yeah. So I had to learn on the job. You know, a lot of these guys that come in, you know, like uh, Israel Adesanya's, your um, who else? You know, John Jones. Uh, those sort of people, you know, they've they've been champions and they're a lot older and they've been champions in previous promotions. They might have had an extensive kickboxing career. I I had seven fights. I was still a, I was still a baby when I got into the UFC. Um, so over those over these last seven years, you know, I'm, I'm I'm learning every fight. I'm trying to implement. You know, I haven't even found, you know, the style of fighting, the game plan that that suits me yet. That's what I feel. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how I want to fight. Uh, let alone, you know go on to win a world title. So um, I'll just take a fight by fight, treat it as a marathon, not a sprint. And, um, you know, people can say what they want now, but, you know, in the next, you know, four or five years, we'll be up near the top. And, you know, if we get a, 
if we get a world title one day, then everyone's going to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good, man. All right, well, good to have you on, brother. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we're just going to kind of see what happens with your fights and all that, and we'll hopefully we can get you back on if you get on, you know, a big fight and just see what happens with your future. But um, it was awesome to have you on and just have a little bit of an aspect into a UFC fighter's, um, you know, day-to-day life, I suppose. So, um, yeah, man, if anyone wants to reach out to you, you just want to let them know what your socials are or how you go about all that, um, or if anyone even wants to, um, I don't know, train with you or whatever. Like, I don't know how you work. Um, yeah, just if anyone wants to contact you, do you want to just leave it how, you, how you're best contacted? Yeah, just, just through social media, you know, I try to get back to everyone. Um, pretty much Jake Matthews UFC is my handle across all all the all the platforms. Um, you know, like I said, I, I also also run a martial arts gym as well. So if anyone's keen on training down in Melbourne, just uh, send me a message, let me know, and you can come in and, and join the group. Yeah. So do you actually hold like face-to-face training sessions or that's not your thing? Yeah, I, I coach. I still coach at the moment. Um it's not something I need to do. I just, I just love coaching. You know, I've got a lot of boys that I look after and it's, you know, I've done it for a while now and it's something you can't just, you know, for me, I can't just leave my boys, you know, if fighting's a serious thing. I've got to look after those guys. So, and, and, you know, fighting is going to, uh, coaching is going to be my long-term goal, you know, running, you know, a big successful gym. Um, and that's going to be something that I do after fighting. So that's why I've, I've, I've still continue to coach, even though I'm fighting myself, I continue to coach, um, you know, coaching up some 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 good strong fighters locally, and uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much my goal and ambition once fighting's done is just to just run one of the biggest gyms in Melbourne and just breed some fighters, get them to the UFC. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, keep me in the loop with everything on you know when your next fight is and stuff like that, and um, I'd definitely love to come watch and support you, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Thanks for having yeah, me on. No, absolute pleasure to have you on, bro, and um. I think the listeners will like this, so I can't wait for it to actually get out there and drop. And, um, yeah, we'll get you back on for another episode too uh, in the future, 100%. Anytime, man. You just let Cheers, me know. brother. I appreciate it. And, um, everyone, thanks for listening to episode 74.